You're listening to Aim for the Bushes. And then I wrote down white people from Remember the Titans. What's in your brain, Aaron? Mush? It's raining outside. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Week 13, just about in the books. Still have this Monday night game, Jaguars, Bengals. How are we feeling about this week? I don't know. It was kind of some stinker games, but a couple of mm-hmm. decent ones, I think. Yeah. It was rough. It was rough in spots. Yeah, there were some good, there were some highlights, but. It was uh, it was bad in certain spots. We start with Thursday night, which actually was a pretty decent game. Cowboys forty-one, Seahawks thirty-five. Hmm. It was fun. Yeah, that honestly might have been the best game of the week. Like looking back on it. Had some back and forth, yeah. high powered offenses going after it, so it was fun. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know what to make you think about Gino though. Uh, is that, is that going to be who he's going? Because if Gino plays like that, the Seahawks can make the playoffs. But if that's kind of a blip on the radar, because I know they got uh, San Francisco and I think Philadelphia back to back right after that loss, uh, after that loss against Dallas, so it's going to be tough sledding, but. I mean, I, I just can't figure out if that was just a kind of a one-time deal or if he's he's back a little bit. I don't know. I I know I made a lot of comments Thursday about it, but Deron Bland was playing like the best football of any cornerback this season. And DK Metcalf, just in the first half, completely abused him. Like what DK Metcalf did just in the first half was incredible. Yeah. Just get the guy the ball. My goodness. I think the, I think the one thing that's interesting, though, about defensive backs in particular is with the way that the league is set up, you can you can make mistakes, but if you make plays when the game is on the line, that's the thing that matters the most, and that's the thing that changes defenses from, like, Ben don't break. And so, yeah, he got torched quite a bit but he did also come with a big pick and uh it i don't know it'll be interesting to see because most guys anymore like the the whole shutdown corner thing um like it used to be isn't isn't the thing but the offense has just kind of continued to move a little bit more uh maybe not as much yesterday because of the offense offensive level of <clears throat> football was not great but I don't know. Gavin, anything? I don't really have much to say. Zach no? looks good. And I, I'm i stuck in between fighting you against the Eagles and the Cowboys and hating the Cowboys. So I don't know where to. Wait, what does this game have to do with the Eagles? No, no. I'm saying, you know, because me and, me and you, we've been like back and forth between Eagles and Cowboys, Hurts and oh, Prescott. I'm yeah. stuck between that argument with you and my actual hate for the Cowboys. So I don't 
no, it's I'm, a tough place I'm in to a be, weird, man. I'm in a it's weird a spot, spot with the Cowboys this year. <laughs> tough spot. And then for the game of the day on Sunday, Chargers 6, Patriots 0. Woof. Start to finish, just the, the worst. The spread was 6, wasn't it? Five I don't and a half spread was something. it? Yeah, maybe, I think maybe they. I think it was literally that. But like... I read, I listened to a podcast this morning from the fantasy footballers, and they're like, I, "I'm not a hundred percent sure, but they might be the first team ever to cover the spread and not score a point." Yeah, just everybody should be fired. Bad. It wasn't even like Blake. Oh, uh, not ba- Bailey Zappi didn't have a turnover. Like it wasn't like he played terrible. It was just. Incompetent the offense. whole game was terrible. Mm-hmm. The weather we was pretty bad. Free though, Justin think... Herbert, right? Yeah. We got I mean, that dude. I don't think he played terribly. I didn't even look at the box score, so I don't even know his stats. But Quentin Johnson is the bust of the year, right? He, I mean, he's got to be. Didn't they take him over Zay Flowers? Yeah, they took I'm him over. Sure. They sure. took him over a ton of people. Uh, yeah. I there's like 12 rookie receivers that has more yards than what yeah. he does this year. Oh yeah, I guess Tank Dell's a rookie too, right? Is Nico Collins a rookie? No, he's not. No. Jane Reed is. is. Jane Reed, yeah. yeah. He, I think, uh, I think he was the second taken off, second receiver taken this year. Yeah, and it's Behind, pretty much uh, anybody that was drafted in the first four rounds has more yeah. yards than him, essentially. Lions 33, Saints 28. Uh, this one started out looking like it was going to be a rout, and then the Saints made a little bit of noise towards the end. Can we just – I don't know if it's – because, like, I get frustrated watching Derek Carr play football. I love – I mean, we've talked about this on this podcast. We've not shied away from it. Jameis Winston's just good for entertainment. Like he made like there's a couple there was a bad throw it was a bad throw it was tipped and then caught by another receiver of the Saints like like plays like that that happen only with Jameis it doesn't happen that, with other receiver other quarterbacks if that first DB for Detroit doesn't tip that it's ball pick six his other guy is picked yeah, yeah and it's going for six that's what's so <laughs> Jameis might be more entertaining but Derek Carr had the had the Saints coming back like no, they, know, he was yeah. the catalyst for them to come back and then as soon as he got Jameis came in. They still scored a touchdown on that drive, but they just they didn't look as good. Mm-hmm. They just, I think, just let Taysom Hill run the ball every single play. Is there any concern on the Lions' part from this game? Yeah, their defense, it's, for sure. Yeah. Because the Saints' red zone offense has been abysmal Bad. this year, and they looked solid, if not good, this uh, yesterday. I think the one thing I mentioned it last week briefly, but I, I feel way more confident about it now. The Cowboys are the third best team in the NFC. And Detroit, if they don't if they don't figure out some defensive stuff, they might end up with the the number three seed, but they're gonna go into the playoffs as the fourth or fifth best team in the NFC. Because right now, right now. If you're playing on a neutral field and you're taking them and the Rams, that that game, like the Lions might be a two-point favorite because they just give up so many points. And so um, 
Unfortunately for Lions fans, they're, they're going to host a playoff game. Hopefully they don't lose their first one because they're going to have a hot team coming in, um, whether it's Seattle, whether it's Rams, whether it's Green Bay. Uh, any one of those teams, I think, give them a fight. So. Mm-hmm. CJ Gardner-Johnson is supposed to be coming back this week, if not next week. So Wait, he, I thought he was out for the year. He's coming I back. I saw my dad's Alliance fan. He told me earlier he was like, CJ Gardner-Johnson said in a interview that he wants to come back this week. And Dan Campbell said he, he'd be shocked if he comes back this week, but possibly next week. That's That'll be big, actually. Yeah. Get him back. This Help. uniform matchup. And seems... actually, when they left the field. What? Say it again. This uniform matchup stinks. That's all I gotta say. Do you not like I the hate, white? I I don't love the white, but I hate whenever teams wear all of one color and they're both doing it. It's terrible. Um, I um I think that Detroit also has to figure out now that Montgomery's back, they've lost sight of what Jameer Gibbs can do in space. He had a great first half, and then I, I don't know. They might have too many people, honestly, offensively behind the ball. Like, they got to figure out how to use that more effectively. They're not even really using Montgomery the way they were either. Like, either, like both of them, whenever the other one wasn't doing as much as them, were, like, elite backs. And now they're both just kind of good. Like, if either one of them has the production that they were earlier in the season, like Montgomery when he was running for 120 yards a game, or Gibbs yeah. whenever he was Montgomery was hurt, if either one of them has half of that production, put it together, their offense is – I mean, they can't – if they run the ball like they were earlier in the season, defenses can't get them off the field. They are mm-hmm. uh, going through some offensive line injuries too, I'm pretty sure. But everybody is, honestly. Falcons 13, Jets 8. At one point, yeah. this game was – I believe it was at – Five to like seven, yeah, like yeah. This, it, it was, was bad. It was two zero five, to start. Five ten at one point. Yeah, yeah. There's only one thing I want to say about this game, and then we can move on. But I saw a tweet from this guy that also covers the Giants. That's the only reason I saw it. Let me pull it up. From Zach Rosenblatt, he said, "This is a real quote." The Jets want to make a switch at quarterback. The team is leaning towards Zach Wilson to take over, but he is reluctant to stepping back in. Sources tell somebody, I don't know who that is. And then it says the team is hoping he changes his mind as they continue to discuss the next steps. (laughs) Like they're trying to go back to him, but he now doesn't want to start. What, what are we doing? Scared him out of the starting job. Uh. That this quarterback thing may lose. Salah his job like I thought he would be able to keep it I don't know it's just it's why do you not after week one why do you not go get some veteran an actual veteran capable quarterback to just back up Zach Wilson because then you because it's not like when you take Zach Wilson out and you put Tim Boyle in you're gonna feel the defense is gonna feel any better or it's gonna look any better like go get a veteran like what why was that not even considered And and here's what's crazy. Yesterday proved that it worked because, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, Joe Flacco comes off the street and has the Browns in a very, very competitive game with mm-hmm. a great defense against a good team. So like and Joe Flacco played in that system last yep. year. Yep. So like 
he knows like that's what's crazy is you had a guy that knows the system that can chuck the ball and you need a strong arm for that tunnel that is freaking met life yeah and and he just said and then nah we're just gonna ride it out and but now you can at least understand why they were so hesitant not to switch off from zach wilson because they knew everybody was like why are they still letting zach wilson play and someone's in the background going if you knew what we had behind him like you'd understand but that's i mean that's that is even more of a knock on the coaching staff, honestly, that they they were that unprepared after Rodgers got hurt, even though they might have thought, oh, it's Wilson, is he's improved, he's going to be good. Well, clearly you're not evaluating talent very well because he is still as garbage, if not worse, than he ever was. Mm-hmm. All right, so instead of talking more about the game, let me ask you a question about who would you rather? Okay. And here's what you have to do for the rest of the season. You have to watch only Jets games, Mm -hmm. Patriots games. um, Panthers games. Who are you taking? Panthers, I think. I'm probably the Jets. Just because they have, they'll at least be in games with the defense. Most I mean, that's games. tougher. I said Panthers, but now I'm thinking they play the NFC South. Those games are all going to be terrible. It's just, it's so bad. Like, it's, it's the Panthers is my answer. It can't be the Patriots, right? No, it literally cannot be. No, and they, no just lost a, they just lost their best player Sunday. So it's. You have games like Jets, Falcons, and Chargers, Patriots, and you're just like, this is awful. Yeah. This is absolutely awful. So, ugh. Cardinals 24, Steelers 10. I know there was a, this was a long rain delay for this one. Who had day two rain delays? One at halftime and then one yeah. later in the third quarter. The Cardinals, were they winning when Pickett went out or was it? Were they still winning? Okay. Yeah, they were winning. I didn't know how much difference that would have made in it at all, but yeah, pretty. I don't. Steelers aren't gonna make the playoffs, are they? No. Now, now with Trubisky, they're not because no. this is another case similar to what we were just talking about with Zach Wilson. Kenny Pickett's better than Zach Wilson, but everybody was like, "Well, their offense isn't moving great with Pickett and all this other stuff." Then they throw for four hundred yards which they never did, or they had 400 yards of total offense, which they never had under Matt Canada, not one time. The first game without him, they go for 400 yards total offense. And then you see Mitch Trubisky come in, and you're like, oh, it's even worse. So They they don't have an easy schedule either. I mean, it's not like murderer's row, but it's for them. They play the Patriots this week. I I would hope they can win that. Yeah. Then they play the Colts. They go to the Colts. I, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet against the Colts in that game. Then they play the Bengals, divisional game, toss up. And then they play the Seahawks, who at that point will be probably playing for their playoff lives. So probably not them. And then they close out with the Ravens. So it's, it's not looking good for them. A couple of weeks ago, we're looking at four teams in the NFC or AFC North that are above 500. Yeah. And just going, who's going to do it? And at this point, 
there's a there's a very real chance that only Baltimore makes the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Because That's Indianapolis fair. is playing so good. Houston, Denver. I mean, yeah, for sure. Colts 31. Buffalo, B- Buffalo okay. looked good last week. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're good. Colts 31, Titans 28. Another just awful game to watch. Uh, Tractorcito was on his way to a monster game until he got – did you guys see that hit? No. Uh-uh. Dude, he got hit in – like, I don't know if he was diving or moving, but it was in the air and essentially and essentially gets knocked out in the air. That's the kind of stuff it takes to get that guy out of a game. And I doubt he's going to play the next week or two. Um, but he was on his way. He had 100 yards on a, two touchdowns on his way to a monster game. And that's not even the dude that got hurt the most. That punter got destroyed twice by the Colts. Uh, the Colts are lucky to walk out of that game with a win. Yeah. Because for most of that game, they were not better than the Titans. And if they're going to move at all in the playoffs, have any kind of chance, they got to figure some of that out. Uh, Cause what's his boy, Zach Moss did not look good yesterday. They were also, yeah, they were without Jonathan Taylor. That's big. But he's supposed to be out for like two or three weeks. I'm pretty sure. So they said three to five. Oh, really? So yeah. they, he might not be back until even the playoffs. All this is just, and Buffalo has a tough schedule. All this stuff is opening up for them to find a way back into the playoffs, but their schedule's tough, man. They're going to have to earn it. Yeah. Dolphins 45, Commanders 15. Von A. Chain's back. Harry Kill is the MVP. Yeah. No kidding. I, 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 I got I got a bunch of stats that I was going to rip off and just. Some of these things I didn't really realize are as crazy as they are. This is this first one's not really huge, but so two of stats in the first half of this game, 12 for 15, 215 yards and two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill's stats in the first half, four catches, 152 yards and two touchdowns. So take Tyreek Hill out. Tua has 68 yards and seven completions in that game. Or in the first half, I mean. This one, uh, no, this, uh, let's see. Oh, most receiving yards since the start of last year. Tyreek Hill has 3,034. The next closest is A.J. Brown with 2,546. <laughs> that's, that's unreal. That's absurd. This one is the most mind-boggling. So Calvin Johnson, in 2012, when he broke the record, had uh, 530 routes, ran through 11 games, and he broke the record. Tyreek Hill is on pace to run 497 routes through 17 games. Does it does that make sense? Does those yes. numbers make sense? Yes, those yeah. make sense. That is unbelievable that he's putting up these numbers and he's going to run 30 less routes than Calvin Johnson did through only 11 games. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. No, he's I mean, that, that might be the best. No, not might be. That will be the best wide receiver season ever not just the yards but that the the catch percentage that's mm-hmm. insane well i think we got another injury boys christian kirk christian kirk yep yeah tyree kills a cheat code that offense is a cheat code hopefully it translates to uh because that defense looks better 
the Redskins or the Commanders, whatever, their offense is atrocious. How they can't figure that out with all the offensive weapons they have is sad. And the fact that um, Sam Howell was throwing somewhere between 40 and 50 passes a game, and he threw 23 yesterday. Like, <laughs> I... Oh, commanders it's crazy. Are bad. No, they. I mean, you trade away two of your best defensive linemen, and it's never going to look good. So they're bad. Texans twenty-two, Broncos seventeen. So there was, Strub. yeah. Did you see the play that Tank Dell got hurt on? Yeah, I did not. It was an inside run on the one-yard line. Why is your First, your small star wide receiver lead blocking in the middle of that. Like, what are we? What, oh, I did see that. Like, it, it was, was very weird. Stupid. It was dumb. It was a dumb play. It was unnecessary for him to even be in there. Partially saying that because I did have him in the um, touchdown parlay, but still, it was dumb. There was also yeah. a play uh, with, I think it was Samaj P. Ryan, where. He got like he got it was getting tackled and he had just gotten touched. The ball came out and they said his forward motion was stopped. Did you see that play? Oh, yes. It was one of the worst plays ever because it was a fumble six. So this game wouldn't have been much, wouldn't have been as close as it's shown. But that kind of call, why? Like you see players fight. Like I don't understand why they're blowing the whistle so early. It was one of those plays where like changed the, it was stupid. Changed the game. I thought we, I thought we had gotten over this a few years ago or maybe even last year. Where let just go. let the play go out. If yeah. you if you come back and review it and it's not a fumble, sure, but let it play out so mm-hmm. like you can actually see what really happens. This has got to be a talking point. I've heard other people talk about it. NFL officiating is, I mean, I feel like we say this every year, but it's at its it's at an all time bad. That like, was bad. Why are NFL officials not? Because they're not full time employees. They bring them in for the season. They're they're not employed with the NFL through the whole year. Like, why are we not training these guys more and giving them full time jobs? I, I I don't understand it. When it's We're, such a crucial part of the betting and yeah. these teams, I mean, there's so so much money tied into this, and you have part time employees refereeing these games. It's it's one of the worst things about NFL. And I don't know how you would, but like holding them accountable for when they make just egregious mistakes. Yeah. Like consistently, cause it's consistently, it's happening on some of these. So yeah, you're right though. It's been, it's been worse than usual for sure. And I mean, just, there's no excuse to not make them. I mean, you can't tell me that the NFL cannot afford to hire these guys for a whole year and pay them to get like referee training classes, whatever it takes with all the betting money and everything, you can't tell me that they can't afford it. So what's the other, there's no other excuse. Yeah. Agreed. Bucks 21 Panthers 18. I didn't watch a single second of this game. I had it on my game mix, but I didn't have the sound on it. There's not really much to talk about. The only thing that's worth talking about is how good Mike Evans is. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's Mike not even Evans, close to a question. 10 years, 1,000 yards, and he's 29 years old. Like, 
He's so underrated. It's insane because for the majority of that time, he's had less than good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So Is he he's had, yeah. No Crazy. way. That doesn't make yeah. sense. 10 years. So he started in the league when he was 19. 20. He'll probably turn 30 this year. Yeah. I mean, or this. it'd have to be. Wild. He was 29 when the season started. I know that. Okay. Rams, 36, Browns, 19. Uh, Cooper Cup scored, so that was cool. <laughs> Puka Nakua may have broke his rib early uh-huh. in the game, and then he came back. No, but he came back in the game and kept oh. playing. Like, what a dog. Seriously. He ran like I think they had like a they threw him a reverse after his injury and he ran like a would have been like sixty something yard touchdown but it came back for a hold or whatever. That dude's a dog. Yeah. Um, Matt Stafford threw the nicest pass of the season. If you haven't seen his full vantage point on that seventy some yard pass to, to Puka that scores, he's got a guy bearing down on his face. He throws it over a linebacker to Puka in stride with a safety coming down on top. It's the best throw in football all year. It's unreal, that throw. Uh, Puka's a dog. Kyron Williams, Some someone said last week, I think Tyler said last week, he's going to win people fantasy championships. That's he true. He's going to be that guy, yeah. That's true. And uh, shout out to uh, Joe Flacco, man. He still got a cannon <laughs> and uh, made that game interesting yesterday for sure. Packers 27, Chiefs 19. No, I'm just I, yeah, I did. Uh, 49ers 42, Eagles 19. I would just like to start this off uh, if I can. Mm-hmm. That was demoralizing. Um, not from start to finish. Started out kind of nice. Eagles couldn't score in the red zone. But then once the once the 49ers got going, there was zero stopping that offense. And what's the most concerning for me is that Jalen Hurts had time in the pocket. Like, the D-line didn't wreck the game. He I, He's just not getting the ball out quick enough in that in that instance in that in this game at all and it just too much too fast not able to stop it the Debo Samuel like he annoyed me with the comments all offseason but if you're gonna make the comments that's the game to have three touchdowns like 160 yards like dude like I'm all about shit talking and if you're gonna back it up like that more power to you he deserves he deserves the flowers today that team when the 49ers are playing th- like that, all th- everybody's healthy, all things considered, like they're the best team in football. So if anyone's if they're going to lose before the Super Bowl, it's going to have to be when they have an off day. I'm not totally out on the Eagles. I I will convince myself down the road the Eagles can beat them in the playoffs. Of course, I will do that. But that one yesterday was the 49ers just letting everyone know officially they are the best team in football. Like that was unreal across the board and they didn't even the the Eagles 
worst part of their team is their secondary, and it's not like they attacked them. It's not like they like they had Debo's three touchdowns were mostly on like screen passes and gadget plays that he just took it to the house. It's just incredible game by them. Hats off to the Niners. They're the best team in football. No argument on my part on that one. Tyler, I have a question for you. Nope. <laughs> no, it's just real quick. When does this start? Like they're telling us we're going through this gauntlet. The gauntlet started. It was a mess. When does it start? When does the gauntlet start? It started Sunday. But yeah, you got pumped. You got we, pumped yesterday. Yeah. I was okay with the loss, but not like that. Like I can take it if it was like a close game, they lose one, and this that was just rough. All across the board, all bad. And the weirdest the fight on the sideline when the Trey Greenlaw gets thrown out and then the Eagle security guard gets thrown out. It was just weird. That was one of the like that was one of the dumbest ejections. Like Greenlaw getting ejected for that was kind of soft. Like he barely touched Big Dom. What did what did the guy get ejected for? I don't know. I he pushed I don't him back, apparently, is what yeah, what but I, I mean, I heard. The guys do that on the sidelines to like. Well, but he's not. Apart. He's not a player, though. He can't do that. No, he's I mean, security. I, no, but yeah, coaches, but coaches separate them. Coaches and all that—they do that all the time. No, separating is different than like chest, pu- like pushing him in the chest, like aggressively. I'm not. Uh, I I'm guess not, I just didn't see that. I'm not I saying I agree, separation. but I think that's the rule. I and anytime, like, it's weak that Greenlaw guy, whatever. But anytime you put your hands on someone's face, like that's the line. You I know that. And I didn't watch it did live, it. but I had heard that apparently whoever hit him before this whole thing happened, he was trying to point at him saying, like, I'm trying to talk to him. And he, when he put his hand up, he hit his face. Now, I don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard. I don't know. I don't know. If that's yeah. true or anything, but I, I think the whole the thing was soft. I don't know what sides. the intent was. I agree. I think both ejections were dumb. But, um, yeah, that was about all I have for that game. I think that one of the more underrated things about how good the Niners played was, like Tyler said, Jalen Hurts had a good amount of time to throw the yeah. ball. Like he was sitting back in the pocket mm-hmm. for a long time. Their secondary covered Dallas's or not Dallas, sorry, Philadelphia's skill players very well. I mean, I, I think Hurts ended up having like 290 yards, but he but only it was had garbage. Like 50, 57 completion percentage or something like that. It was. I mean, yeah, and a lot of those yards came in the last drive when they were just giving him everything but he's just part of it is he's not he's not taking the check downs he's waiting for the big plays like he's just consistently waiting for the big plays and when they're not happening when they're not giving them to you you have to take what the defense is giving you and he wasn't yesterday he's almost too comfortable like i kind of noticed this last week when they were playing the bills like he sits in the pocket forever and like sometimes it leads to sacks i mean i probably i would assume he's one of the fewer sack quarterbacks in the league but I see it lead to sacks where he's just sitting and sitting yeah. and sitting, and then all of a sudden long. the rusher comes through. Yeah, and like when Lane Johnson plays like that against Joey Bosa, like you you have to take or like Nick Bosa, you have to take advantage of that. Yeah, like that's that like you can't. He had the best game I've seen against Nick Bosa, so I yeah. Was that's he what's hurt after? Because I know he, he left for a concussion. I think came back. Yeah, they they were on like the two yard line, and it was first down on the two, and they didn't even try to run the tush push. Was that because he was hurt a little bit? I probably, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Probably Have, was. Did you guys hear that this this stat that Jalen Hurts has 35 
career rushing touchdowns essentially since he's taken over as starting quarterback for the Eagles, which is an insane number. And to give you some perspective, that's five more career rushing touchdowns than Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's missed a lot of time, but yeah. Still, like, just thinking about that, that's insane. That a quarterback has that many. But um, How many of those are sneaks, though? At least half of them. I mean, it doesn't – you're right, it doesn't matter, but at least half of them are sneaks. Oh, yeah, a lot of them are sneaks, but – yeah, but still, I mean, Brady had his fair share of that stuff. Too. No, I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm just saying, well, I am knocking it a little bit. The, but... <laughs> the thing that's the thing that's crazy and should be a little alarming is like the past couple weeks, like when Philadelphia has won, there's been a narrative that it feels like they weren't the better team on the field, but they got out with the win. So, like when you get out with the win. You feel good because the win is the win, and that's what matters. But at some point, it catches up to you, and it caught up yesterday. And Mm -hmm. yesterday was a clear defining line of there is the best team in football, and there is everybody else playing for two right now. And I think that's very evident. The thing that Philadelphia has in front of them is they have an opportunity this week to prove that last week – was a blip on the radar and they can get it fixed. This Sunday is also their worst nightmare because if Dallas, if they go to Dallas and they get like, if they get pumped, that can change a lot for the Philly confidence going into the playoffs. I don't even Even think they go in with the, the two seed or the one seed. Like if Philly doesn't go in with the confidence of, like they just get smoked by San Francisco and their last game against Dallas, they lose that game. I think they're in some, I think they might be in some trouble. Now they turn around and beat Dallas in a solid performance and Jalen turns around and plays well. Great. But it's going to be interesting to see how it gets, how it bounces back because they've not had too many losses like that over the past five years. No, I don't even think it matters if they, get pumped by Dallas. I think if they lose to Dallas, I mean it's even if it's a good game all the way and they lose, it, it it's going to be in the back of their brain come playoff time. Sure. Cuz they're going to think... they're going to play them in the playoffs. I I just feel it. I just think stylistically like Philadelphia needs to have that game where they beat a team that's good front to end and you walk away going yeah, they're because I mean we go back to the Kansas City game, you go back to the Dallas game, you talk about the Buffalo game, you can point to a bunch of stuff where Philly kind of walked out going, uh, yeah, they won the game. That's awesome. They they they've only got one loss or whatever at that point. So even if they win and they play a game again where Dallas just kind of hangs around, the hardest thing to do in NFL is beat a team three times. And if they do play them again, it It'll just be Jalen Hurts has got a lot on his shoulders come Sunday. Yeah, I fully agree with that. They got Super Bowl aspirations, and if if he doesn't click it up a notch, yeah, sitting in the pocket for seven seconds, not finding people that won't get it done. And they've – what's weird is like last year they were – I mean, they'd come out to these major leads in the first half and then kind of cruise in the second half. It's like the complete opposite. They've played from Kansas City to Buffalo to – 
the Niners, they played awful first halves and then pick it up in the second half, and it didn't matter against 49ers. You can't – I mean, you're not – it didn't matter yesterday because they were so much better. But yeah. you're right, tomorrow – like, Sunday is the game of my life, so. And I know it won't happen, but yesterday my MVP my, – like, my MVP played yesterday, and, like, I, I just can't get off of the Trent Williams gap for that team. Like, McCaffrey – like, Brock Hurdy is now the favorite to win MVP. As far as like betting odds go, and I think he's plus three hundred right now is what I heard today. Yeah. And so <clears throat> Brock Hurdy played those games. Christian McCaffrey played those games. Trent Williams is the one who didn't, and they lost all three. And then he comes back, and they look like they can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. He changes things for them. And I'm not disagreeing with the Tyreek Hill take because I if if. This is the year, though. Like, give it to somebody that's not a quarterback. Like, if Brock, if Brock Purdy is the MVP, we've missed because he's fine. No way does he deserve that award. That's me. Should, if if it ends up being whoever the number one seed is, if, if it ends up being Philly or San Francisco, depending on what happens, if they give it to Hertz or Purdy. I think if they both keep up similar stats to what they're doing now, it needs to be renamed the best team's quarterback with the best stats because it's not the MVP anymore if they if they really do, especially this year, whenever you have guys like Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey and, like you said, Trent Williams that are just putting out insane performances. Who's Who was the last non-quarterback to win it? I think it was AP. Was it? Probably, yeah. I think it was Peterson. It's been a while. Packers 27, Chiefs 19. Aaron. I just wanted to ride out a bad season. That's what I wanted at the beginning of the year because I didn't want it that. to be good. I didn't want it to be good. I wanted to get a, a decent draft pick, but now, like, uh, they. I fully expected them to lose yesterday and be like, well, we're five and seven, but we got five very winnable games. We can definitely get to uh, nine and eight and sneak in the playoffs. That's what my thought process was. Now, if they don't make the playoffs, they've, they've fumbled the ball because we have one team ahead of us. That's 500. As far as we have to play and it's Minnesota. We've got the giants, the Panthers, the Buccaneers, the Bears and the Vikings. We should be favored in almost all of those games. So Jordan Love was the better quarterback yesterday. Green Bay was the better team the whole game through. I know the game ended with a questionable call. And here's what I just I just want to say my piece on this. One, MVS wasn't catching that ball anyway. <laughs> so we stop, stop. Yes, it was an egregious call. But for the first time this year, I was a I was a fan watching the game and I was at the edge of my seat. I was screaming at the TV. Uh Katie can attest to that because she's like, Thank God the game's over and I'm glad you won because now you won't be angry. Cause I didn't want to be in those moments this year. I just wanted to be a fan and like lose and be fine with it. But now, like on that last drive. 
the Chiefs fans that want to whine about that call, that's fine. The roughing the passer call, I don't know if you saw the end of this game. Yeah, I did. The roughing the passer call or, or late hit as Patrick Mahomes is going out of bounds was one of the worst calls I've seen all year. He is clearly still in bounds and he's still moving forward. And they gave him, and he's not even on the white at all. And they give him an extra 15 yards. The other thing is either the play before or after the pass interference call, the Packers tackle a Chiefs receiver going backwards out of bounds. And they and they stop the clock, which the Chiefs had no timeouts. That gave Patrick Mahomes at least an extra eight seconds. And I think there were only 19 seconds left in the game. And if there's any dude in the NFL you can't give extra time to, it's Mahomes. We've seen what he can do with 13. So, like, I'm sitting there just like, yeah, they messed that call, but they gave him 15 yards and they gave him an extra 10 seconds on that drive. Like, I don't want to hear about it, man. Like, Green Bay was the better team yesterday. They played better defense. They played uh, – Jordan Love was freaking lights out in the first half. He was throwing the ball to everybody all over the field. A.J. Dillon looked decent yesterday, which was nice. Um, yeah, man, we might – Jordan Love might be – he might be that dude. I'm happy for you. I – like – you got some young studs on the outside. Yeah, too. dude. It's we have fun. the youngest team in the NFL. Have you heard all the Bears fans crying about the fact that Green Bay has another good quarterback? <laughs> it's they awesome. Should. They should. <laughs> it's amazing. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that's crazy about this. If Green Bay goes four and one or five and zero oh in these last five games, which is very possible, if they get the six seed and we get Detroit, like I think they're going to get the five seed. No, oh, we can't catch Dallas. No, I think Dallas is going to drop some games that you don't expect. They have to drop three, though. They have to play. They have to play don't, Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit, and Philly. Don't, still, don't they have three losses? Yeah, or four. Yeah, I don't think we'd have to win out, and they'd have to drop three of. Six. I think. I think Green Bay does win out, but, but first of all, <laughs> Dallas has to play Detroit at Buffalo and at Miami still. In do you, Philly. Do you know how demoralizing that would be for Detroit, though, to finally have this team that people are talking about? You can go to this. They start out the year beating the Chiefs. And at the end of the regular season, they cost Green Bay the playoffs and all that talk. And Detroit could be the world beaters and blah, blah, blah. They get to the playoffs. They have their first home playoff game since 1993 and in locks Jordan Love and takes it from them. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Like, the North is ours, man. Until someone takes it from us. And what's even crazier is this exact same team. We did all that yesterday without Jair Alexander again. Rashawn Gary is an animal that nobody talks about. And uh, Aaron Rodgers had the same team last year. Like, the Jets want all that. I, I understand why they do. He ain't it, man. He is the definition of what we saw yesterday from Jalen Hurts. That is exactly who Rodgers has been the last five years. He sits around in the pocket. He waits and waits and waits, makes horrible decisions when it counts. And, like, <clears throat> I don't know. 
Good riddance. We made the right decision. I think uh, that two two teams in this game that we're talking about right now are opposite ends of the spectrum. Like Packers made the right decision with Aaron Rodgers, and the Chiefs made the wrong decision about getting rid of Tyree Kill. <laughs> yes, because this is another stat that I had written down that I didn't read earlier. Tyree Kill's best season in Kansas City was 87 catches, 1479, and 12 touchdowns. He has 93 catches, 1481, and 12 touchdowns right now. Yeah. <laughs> I it, it, I And I had a buddy, and I know why they got rid of him. Because you obviously, it, like the pay that it's going to cost to have him. But I had friends who were literally like, he's just a fast guy in a great offensive system. Mm-hmm. And I, that narrative was a little bit more popular then. It's obviously not now because he's proven he's more. Because like. I mean, you could probably still say that, honestly. Yeah, but, but you that kind of like, speed kills. MVS has that kind of speed. Does he though? He, he he has decent bro. That's why he's on a roster. He has no hands in his own. Does roster. he have? But the shiftiness that Tyreek Hill has too. MVS doesn't have. MVS. MVS hey, side note: Can we talk about on Thursday that DK Metcalf touchdown? That was the fastest touchdown in the NFL. He outweighs Tyreek Hill by 50 pounds. Yeah, it's it's, it's unreal how fast that man is. Yeah. He's like, I think he's like 3% body fat or something like that. Oh, he eats candy. He eats eats three bags of candy and coffee. That's what he eats a day. But I'm just saying, his body body fat percentage is less than 10. I know that for sure. Yeah. He's an animal. He's he's the guy that when the aliens come to Earth, yeah. and you have to send people out to be like, hey, try and intimidate them. You said you send dudes like DK Metcalf. If we ever get to- cloning, if we ever get cloning in this country, just clone him and clone DK Metcalf and have him be our army. Yeah. Here's a here's a stupid question. Would you rather have here? Let's think about this. An, an entire football team of DK Metcalfs or an entire football team of Give me somebody else that you compare him to, or just a big dude like a uh, George Kittle. Oh, I think George Kittle would be more fun. I'll take, I, the I'll take the Kittle because DK has a great game every five oh. games. No, here's one an entire football team of DKs or an entire football team of Trent Williams. Trent Williams is the greatest of his position the last 20 years. You give me three, give me five guys to play old line that are all Trent Williams. And then a Trent Williams at running back. Oh my gosh. You're not stopping him. Never. You're winning 70 to 20 <laughs> every game. <laughs> All right. Is that a wrap on week 13? 